0: Welcome to Day Beautiful, I'm Adam Vitkavich and this is a podcast where readers can discover debut authors. If you like what you hear here, check out daybeautiful.net for more author interviews and book recommendations. You can also follow us on social media at Day Beautiful on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Today's guest is a writer, art director, and artist. Her writing has been nominated for numerous Best of Year anthologies and has appeared in Electric Literature, Hobart, Coeli Journal, Waxwing, and elsewhere. Their art direction work has been awarded and featured in The Shorties, Campaign US, The Smarties, South by Southwest, Advertising Week, Bustle, and Ad Age, among others. She resides in Brooklyn and considers Pittsburgh and Beijing home too. Her debut novel, Chlorine, is out now. Please welcome Jade Song. Hey Jade, how are you doing today?
1: Thank you for having me. I am well. It's sunny in New York. Um, so, going to go out and get some sun soon.
0: Awesome. Um, uh, I love to hear that. I, I talk about weather way too much on this podcast because uh, <laughs> it really does fascinate me. Like, I love to know like how your day is going to go after we're done talking. <laughs>
1: um, Happy to bring up something else about my day, but.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, we're here to talk about Chlorine, which is your debut novel, and I loved it. So a lot of people like my I have a friend who's a book buyer at an independent bookstore, and we talk about books all the time. And we, we overlap a lot, but she's like, you like weird books, huh? And I was like, yeah, I like the weirder, the better. And, I, and Chlorine is great, but there's a, a hint of weirdness in it. Uh, tell readers a little bit about what your debut's about.
1: Oh, thank you. I also love weird. Uh, it's so much better than being normal. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Chlorine is about a competitive swimmer who uh, dreams of being a mermaid, and she uh, we will do anything to achieve that. And Publishers Week- Weekly called it disturbing and visionary, which is my ideal kind of compliment. <laughs> um, but I do think, you know, with the body horror and with the competitive swimmer angle, it does make it a bit weird for a coming of age, but I think that's yeah. what makes it fun.
0: Exactly. Yeah. I I think there's so much awesomeness happening in it. Um, and and part of day beautiful is like finding out like why the book was written like why why a swimmer did you do do you have a background in swimming did you experience like this type of body horror growing up in some way
1: yeah i mean i was a competitive swimmer for Mm -hmm. 12 years um so a lot of the swimming aspect from the training um to what ren has to go through during practice was very similar to what i experienced Mm -hmm. growing up um but in general you know body horror, I feel like is the genre that can apply to anybody who has a body. Yeah. Um, because, you know, having a body tends to be horrible, um, especially if you're somebody who menstruates, um, because there's blood expelling from your body. Mm-hmm. every um, And so yeah, just having a body is horrible. And it's a really fun way to explore coming of age.
0: Yeah, definitely. I, I played sports growing up. And I just remember like, always being like, so self conscious if we ever were like doing like shirts versus no shirts and like basketball or whatever. And it's just like a horrible thing we all go through and everyone pretends no one's going through it, I think at the time.
1: Yeah, that's a really great point. Um, Yeah, I mean, like, especially with swimming, you are young and you are forced to be basically almost naked in these Mm -hmm. very types Suits. And it's like you said too. Other sports will play these like shirts, no shirts games, and you know you're you're relying so much on your body as an athlete growing up, and that's very hard for most people, especially when you're growing up and still trying to find your way through the world in the body that you've been placed in.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, when you started writing this, did you know you want to like focus on body horror, like the like the body of everything?
1: Yeah. It's funny because I, when I come up with ideas, they kind of come to me in visions, Mm. Um, so I can't, I don't want to (laughs) reveal the spoiler or the climax of the novel, um, but the main scene um, of the mermaid transcendence kind of came to me in a vision and I saw it in my mind and I just, I couldn't let it go. Um, so I just needed to figure out how she got there um, and how it was happening. And so the vision kind of came to me in that sort of body horror angle, um, but I didn't set out to write it in believing that it would fit in any sort of genre
0: mm-hmm. um,
1: especially because I don't have a MFA background or any sort of publishing background. Um, so yeah. I wasn't thinking in terms of genre, um, but that is how the image came to me.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Oh, awesome. So wh- because like, you you've you write uh, like a wide variety of like uh, modes like you've written for like like outlets and everything so when you're writing in general for like non like non like nonfiction fiction or like not writing a novel what like what's your angle for writing x y or z like how do you like to approach things
1: yeah i i mean for fiction it definitely comes to me in visions um, i mm-hmm. think very visually i think because originally i wanted to be a painter or a visual artist mm. Um, But I think in general, I just want to write about what I care about, what I think my friends care about, um, because at the end of the day, that's who I'm writing for, me and my friends and anybody who feels alone in what they're thinking or experiencing and Mm -hmm. might find it, find themselves in a
0: book. Awesome. Yeah. And and you mentioned just then that you don't have like a background in publishing, a background in MFA, um, which is something I love to talk about on Day Beautiful because me, myself, I went to a state school, got a teaching degree. I taught for two years, was terrible at it and fell into like what I do now, like hundred percent. Like I just like to talk to people. Um, And then you also mentioned visual arts was a big part of your life. So kind of walk me through like your writing career. Like when did you kind of start becoming a writer?
1: Yeah, it's wild to call it a career.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I suppose that's what it is. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I've always considered myself an artist um, wow. but I didn't I didn't start writing until 2020. Um, wow. I had always loved to read, like reading like books, they have been my best friends since mm-hmm. I was young. Um, and I always knew that I liked making art, and that it was very important to me. Um, but I think because I loved books so much, I didn't realize that they were written by humans. Like, I didn't <laughs> realize that being an author was a human being because then that would have like corrupted the fact that I loved books so much, um, because books, I love them, but like humans inevitably will always disappoint you.
0: yeah,
1: um but, yeah, I, I started writing in 2020 because um, I think being a painter requires a lot of certain like time and space constraints that is very hard to get if you don't have access to those resources. And with writing, you know, and at the end of the day, you just need an internet connection um, and somewhere to put your words down. So it, it to me was more just like an exploration of this artistic self that I've always been in tune with. I just mm-hmm. wanted to new medium. Um, and then it just blossomed from there, I think, because I had had such a big background in reading books. Um, so I yeah. understood the structure of the story. Um, but yeah, it, I, I frankly did not imagine that this would be happening. Um, I think <laughs> I set out to make art and tell stories because that's what I've always loved to do.
0: Was chlorine what you started writing in 2020? Or were, what, what were the early things you were writing?
1: Um, I started writing January 2020, it was sort of a New Year's resolution to try something new. (laughs) Um, And then I wrote a flash piece, uh, which ended up being the first chapter of chlorine Uh um, for fun. And then this like image of the climax of the story, which I had mentioned earlier, just Mm -hmm, kept coming mm -hmm. to me. And I realized that, like, I don't want to say my subconscious, but there was a reason that these things were coming to me and I just needed to write the story or else it would have never let me go.
0: Wow. (laughs) this is all. this is like I have talked to so many writers who you know I've heard like it's taken 20 years 10 years to write this or I've heard stories like like yours where it's like yeah like I, this was this came pretty quick to me but um that's so amazing to hear how long like when did you finish the first draft of Clarine then was it in 2020?
1: uh yes I think I finished the first draft in the fall of 2020. I mean it was terrible I mm-hmm. there were I think like at least 12 revisions Um, And I didn't sign with my agent until spring 2021. Mm -hmm. Um, So there was like about a year of revision there. Um, But I mean, I do think it helped that I didn't, I I had no idea about like the literary community. Like I wasn't, I was very much just kind of like, oh, this is so fun and Mm -hmm. I'm really enjoying this. And like now I have a beautiful like literary family and I consider like my writing group, like my chosen family and like I love them so much. But in the beginning, I really didn't, know any of this existed um or expect any of it would so
0: yeah no it's so amazing to hear what were those revisions like what was like wrong with the early part like earliness of chlorine
1: um i think i don't know if wrong is the right word i do think that the ending i struggled a lot with because Mm -hmm. i knew what i what i wanted to have happen um i just didn't quite know how to get there. Um, and I think because I prefer to, when I revise to read things out loud, like I wanted to make sure the rhythm and the cadence of each sentence sounded really good. Mm-hmm. Um, but like that takes so many different iterations and that takes a lot of like ear training at the end of the day. Um, and again, because I had just started out, I wasn't quite sure like how to make it good. I just knew that I wasn't happy with it. <laughs> sure,
0: yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Uh, because like you didn't necessarily have a literary community at the set, like uh, at the beginning of Chlorine, did you have early readers though? Like just friends who were, or who read this before it became what it is?
1: Yeah, oh my, um, I really, I mean, they're in the acknowledgments, but like I I have three like really wonderful childhood best friends um, and they had read early uh, drafts of certain parts of Chlorine um, and also early drafts of like other writing I was doing at the Mm. time. Um, and I think because like we had grown up together, like they, they have been supporters of the like really shitty art I was making since I was young. Like, so, so they, they, they know that like this art making, which I consider as part of my writing mm-hmm. is very important to me. Um, so they were very supportive and I have one really good friend who like loves to read and his brain is huge. Like he can read so fast. Um, so he, he read, uh, chlorine from front to back. Um, a very early draft and basically gave me amazing feedback and he's not a writer he's actually a scientist um, but wow. I just I really value his feedback um, especially because like I definitely consider him somebody who's very kind but not nice um, so I knew that he would be um, very clear about how he felt about the novel and he was so helpful and he's read a lot of my later drafts for other things too and yeah I just feel very grateful for friendships who can be like life partners in a way who yeah yeah who support you and you support them and yeah
0: amazing yeah uh you mentioned now that like art has been a big part of your life um are you still doing like visual art in some way uh like what what does your art life look like right now
1: yeah I mean I consider like I said I consider writing as part of my art yeah Um, so I'm still making it but no not not quite visually. I think, again, mm-hmm. what has been really interesting is that with, like, especially with painting, you need materials, you need access to, like, certain enough space so that you can make it. And you need, it's it's just, there's, like, a constraint on the amount of time I have also because I have I do have a day job. Like, I didn't come from wealth.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: so there, there really is a strong constraint on the amount of time and resources that I have that makes the kind of art I want, that controls the kind of art that I want to make and only allows for a certain amount of time I have to devote to my art. Um, so while I would like to return to visual art in the future, um, and I always have a few ideas bopping around in my head in a document, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, right now, no, not not painting at the moment.
0: No. The books that you read when you were younger, um, because reading has been a part of your life. What were some like childhood favorites or teenage favorites or early adulthood favorites that, that have stuck with you?
1: Oh, wow. Uh there have been so many that right now my brain cannot recall um, I will say that I was a big purveyor of Archive of Our Own, the fanfiction website. Like mm. I know many others are, even if they won't admit it. Uh, but I do think, you know, there's just a lot of freedom in that site that yeah. I think helped a lot of the creative process when I was an adult, because I knew that like at the end of the day, what matters is the fact that you're writing and that you're loving what you're writing.
0: Did you write a lot of fanfiction as a, like a younger I, person? I
1: never- I never wrote, but I did read a lot. (laughs) Yeah.
0: What um I have dabbled, of course, in fan fiction. Um. What what like, what uh, fandoms did like inspired you?
1: Oh my god, my close friends can know that, but I am not. Okay,
0: that's fair. That is one hundred percent fair. I appreciate that. Um, Yeah. Um, When did you? I I am still just fascinated, just going back to, like, the New Year's resolution of 2020 to write. Um, What, like, what was the discipline like? What was your goal during that year? Like, did you want to write a certain amount of words per day? Or was it just if I write anything in any given 24-hour period, you were happy? Like, what did that look like?
1: Yeah, I mean, I've always, been making art on the side. I mean, I say on the side, but really it feels like the most important thing. So mm-hmm. even though I, like have my loved ones who I give time to and have my day job that I must devote time to, like I was always making things on the side. So, like, to set aside writing time was never difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I did when I was first uh, drafting Chlorine, I did say, like, okay, let me try to hit a thousand words a day today. Um, but they would just come out I suppose I think again like I know that it is very uh not strange but it 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 can't it kind of almost fell out of me it felt like emotional word vomit in a way but yeah I do feel very lucky that I got to finish chlorine and get it published etc so
0: no that's awesome yeah I am just always fascinated by like the writing background of the book like that's really what Day Beautiful kind of has become about Um, once you get an agent once you get an editor what are they what's the feedback they're giving like how did they help shape Clarine?
1: Yeah my um, agent was very very helpful in that early stages um, just because they had really great feedback on the main character and how the main character interacts um, to what how the main character reacts to what happens to her. Mm-hmm. Um, my editor was really great too. He actually didn't have too many structural edits. Um, it was a lot of just making sure like details corresponded, et cetera. I feel like I was allowed a lot of creative freedom um, with my editor, which was great.
0: Oh, that's awesome. What uh, What else are you hoping to explore with your writing in the future? Like this feels like it it fell out of you and it was needed to, to be told. Are there other stories that you wanna, not necessarily like specifics, but like paths you wanna take your writing?
1: Yeah, um, I think chlorine came from a place of anger um, mm. and I am I'm working on a new novel that comes from a place of love. Mm. Um, so it sort of feels like artistic growth and trying something new, even if it's still the same medium. Um, and I do have another uh, manuscript that is ready to go. We're just um, waiting to see how everything goes. So yeah, yeah
0: for sure. Uh, I don't like to ask too much specifics, but if one was if chlorine was anger, one was love, that manuscript, where does that come from? What what emotion?
1: The second one.
0: Yeah. Oh, is that?
1: Um, oh yeah. Sorry, I have a second manuscript that's completed, and then a third one that I'm currently working on. That's a new novel that that Got comes it. from. Love. um, But the second one comes from respect, I would say maybe cool. uh, for my culture and heritage and the things that I've learned. So, awesome. yeah.
0: Awesome. Okay. I will stop asking about the future. I just like to get a, <laughs> a little hints because it's just it's so curious. Um, mm-hmm. When you were reading or when you were writing Chlorine, um, was there any art in general that helped you shape the characters, the the story or anything?
1: yeah oh my god so many um i think i think that's part of the joy of being an artist Mm -hmm. is that you really value and highlight all the art that you've seen um so of course body horror genre films and books were really important to me as was like athletic discipline and delusion sort of films and books um and just i mean in the novel chunking express uh wong Wai's movie features heavily as does fei wong the celebrity in that movie um and I think the the angle of like freedom in that movie then translates over to the book um, and just provides a nice like launching point for Ren, the main character. Um, so yeah, I mean, as an artist, I, I truly don't know how to make art that doesn't, that isn't part of a conversation with other artworks. I think that's one of the best parts about making new things if you feel like you're joining a dialogue.
0: Mm-hmm. And I always like to wrap up with um, like, what are you reading now? Or is, what's on your mind?
1: Oh, right now I just yeah. finished, um I just finished *Elsewhere* by Yanga, which is mm. coming out in June this summer. I think um, I was lucky enough to get an early copy. Um, but it's a collection of short stories, and it contains this amazing line called "You must write your boobs into literature," uh, which I love. So yes, she's newly writing in English, um, and her work is amazing.
0: Thank you so much to Jade Song for joining the Day Beautiful podcast to talk about their debut book, Chlorine. It's out now. You can find Jade on the internet at jadesong.com and on Twitter and Instagram at jadesong. You can find Day Beautiful at daybeautiful.net and on all social media at Day Beautiful. As always, I'm Adam, this is Day Beautiful, and you're all beautiful.